Welcome to Nordic Magic Link, the podcast rooted in Nordic shamanism, where we also discover other spiritual practices rooted in nature, and we look to our ancestral backgrounds to find forgotten practices. Topics include spirituality, health, and natural lifestyle, finding your soul's purpose, and magic. If you like the music in the background, check out my free app Nordic Manifestation Chants. Available for Android and iPhones. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Nordic Magic Link. This is your host, Emma, speaking. And this is a solo podcast. I wanted to update you on what kind of magic I've been experiencing since we last connected here. If you follow me or the podcast on Instagram or YouTube, you might have seen some short videos from me explaining a little bit. But here, this is going to be the detailed story of how my life turned even more fairy tale like after I let go of everything I thought I needed. When my husband of eight years and I decided to split in June of 2021, I thought to myself, where do I belong if not with my best friend, my lover, my first boyfriend and kiss, my partner in art and my biggest supporter. We had both been longing for new adventures in life and we felt that our life together had become somewhat stagnant. So after some long talks, it was decided that now was the time for us to go explore the world in the different directions we felt called to. With two friends, I, in the beginning of June, visited this beautiful community in the Mount Shasta area where everyone seemed to have real conversations without screens and cell phones, true connections and true conversations. And there was a strong feeling within me of this is where I belong. And spirit tempted me to come here in so many ways with all the elements present that I had been seeking, like biodynamic farming, horseback riding, well and spring water, raw dairy, dog eggs, and other Scandinavians who became good friends. And also everyone here is just really open-minded and they're all spiritually seeking individuals who are ready to change and change themselves and the world for the better. And there even was a falcon here, and I'd been wanting to get into falconry. So it just seemed, it just felt like this must be where I belong now. And also all the artwork here reminded me of my childhood. And when the decision was made, everything else quickly fell into place. And at the end of the month, we moved out of our house and we said our goodbyes 
in the middle of the night with love in our hearts and on our lips. And we hugged and went onward with wonder for the next chapter of our lives. But this community that I had kind of fallen in love with is based on an Eurythmy school. And in order to join the community, you actually have to join the Eurythmy training. And I had only recently been exposed to Eurythmy and I actually found it pretty weird. But I could also see that this is a spiritual training through movement, just like karate or qigong. But this practice is based in European culture and it's based in Rudolf Steiner's teachings, whom I already found appealing. So I thought I would give it a shot and it just felt like another step for me to continue to bring back magic to music, working with energy. And it aligns well with my path to add soul movements and meditation through movement to my repertoire, so to speak. And here I am. I've just completed my first semester of a four-year training. But before I tell you how it's been going, let's go one step back, because Eurythmy is not that well known. So what is it actually, and who was Rudolf Steiner? Now, you might have heard of Waldorf schools or biodynamic farming. These practices stem from Rudolf Steiner's work. Steiner was an Austrian author, philosopher, social reformer, architect, esotericist, and a clairvoyant who lived from 1861 to 1925. And here's a quote from rudolfsteiner.org. Rudolf Steiner may be the most important culture figure who is unknown to even the very well-informed people. For those who do know him, he is among the most penetrating, practical, and far-reaching researcher thinkers of the last thousand years. Why does that matter? Because of where we human beings are standing today. Steiner developed a uniquely comprehensive and many-sided picture of human nature and evolution, past and potential. A picture like this is needed at this moment of radical change in humanity's relations. We have been separating ourselves from nature and exercising a new and often careless dominion over it and over each other. End quote. Rudolf Steiner founded the philosophy called Anthroposophy. And here's a quote on that from denverwaldorf.org. Steiner once characterized Anthroposophy as an upside-down plant with its roots in the heavens, the world of the spirit, and its blossom and fruit in practical life on earth. This growing down means that clear insights born of disciplined spiritual research can help us re-enliven re the practice of education, health, farming, technology, and countless other areas of daily life. From this perspective, Anthroposophy can also be called spiritual science. As such, it is an effort to develop not only natural scientific, but also a spiritual scientific research on the basis of the idealistic tradition, 
in the spirit of the historical strivings that have led to the development of modern science. On this basis, anthroposophy strives to bridge the clefts that have developed since the Middle Ages between the sciences, the arts, and the religious strivings of man as the three main areas of human culture, and build the foundation for a synthesis of them for the future. Anthroposophy is also an impulse to nurture the life of the soul in the individual and in human society, meaning, among other things, to nurture this, the respect and interest in others on a purely humane basis, independently of their origin and views. End quote. In contrast to mainstream theosophy, Steiner sought to build a Western approach to spirituality, based on the philosophical and mystical traditions of European culture. Steiner actually led the German section of the Theosophical Society, and it did grow rapidly under his leadership, as he lectured throughout most of Europe on his spiritual science. Steiner maintained an original approach, replacing Madame Blavatsky's terminology with his own, and basing his spiritual research and teachings upon the Western esoteric and philosophical tradition. So now we know a bit about who Rudolf Steiner was and what anthroposophy is. Now, what is Eurythmy? What on earth is this art movement that I'm currently doing? Now, Eurythmy is an expressive movement art originated by Rudolf Steiner, Eurythmy is music or speech translated into movement, and it's not considered dancing, though it does look like it, but it is considered the soul made visible through movement, and in particular, creating nature-inspired forms and movements performed so the space is impacted and changed. A magical movement, one could say. In 1912, Rudolf Steiner presented the first Eurythmy performance. Some say it marked the revival, in modern form, of the sacred art of dance, which had been used in the ancient mysteries to express the movement of stars and planets. In the years that followed, Steiner and his wife further developed Eurythmy, broadening, broadening it beyond artistic movement to encompass healing and educational elements. And Rudolf Steiner says about Eurythmy, quote, Just as the creative forces of nature draw upon the inexhaustible source of the infinite, so that it is always possible to perceive in something which has come to fruition much more than was originally implanted in it, so it is also when artistic impulses unite themselves with the mighty creative forces of nature. In such a case, the artist is not merely developing some more or less limited impulse, but he reaches the point when he makes of himself an instrument for the creative powers of the universe, so that very much more grows out of his activity than he could originally have intended or foreseen. No art has ever risen out of human intention intellectually conceived, neither can the principle of imitating nature ever produce an art. On the contrary, true art has always been born out of human hearts able to open themselves to the impulses coming from the spiritual world. Human hearts which felt compelled to realize these impulses 
and to embody them in some way in external matter. It can be seen how, in a case of each separate art, architecture for example, sculpture, painting or music, certain spiritual impulses were poured into humanity from higher worlds. These impulses were taken up by certain individuals, specially fitted to receive them, and in this way, through human activity, pictures of the higher worlds were reflected in the physical world, and the various arts came into being. End quote. So now we have the foundation of what kind of school and community I've joined. Let's get back to my journey so far. On July 1st, I pack my car and my cat inside the car <laughs> and all my stuff. And I drove 11 hours to the Mount Shasta area in Northern California. It was probably one of the hardest days of my life. I had only slept two hours and leaving my life in Southern California and leaving my husband was so hard. I was naturally exhausted and I cried quite a bit and so did my cat as she kept asking me in her own way, when are we there? Still not there. You can't be serious. Or so it felt anyways. <laughs> when we finally arrived, it was after 10 p.m dark and smoky due to the fires nearby. I didn't know exactly where the cabin was, but my Norwegian friend met me at the school and guided me up in the forest where a tiny furnished cabin was waiting for me. I was really overwhelmed and I didn't sleep well that night. I woke up to a scraping noise under the cabin in the middle of the night and I dreamt that my right foot fell off. I think this was due to the long drive and the weird feeling in my right foot because of the long drive. But as the week progressed, my cat and I settled in and I soon started volunteering on the biodynamic farm three days a week. And the other days I would uh, work doing my translation work at a cafe or I would go swimming in the nearby lakes with people from the community. And it just felt wonderful to live a more natural lifestyle. Getting so much natural light and fresh air and working in the dirt. Eating fresh vegetables right out of the ground. And my overall health and mood was just really improved throughout the summer. And there was one incident one day. A bear climbed into a tree above the gardens where we were working. And at first we were a bit concerned, but then after talking to a few people who knew more about this type of bear, we settled down and we continued our work. And the bear stayed in the tree most of the day. He seemed to be just hanging out and eating bugs, not really paying attention to us. But it was uh, my first bear that I've seen, so it was quite, quite magical. And my cat also adjusted well to the forest. She was hunting a lot and leaving me presents by my bed as I'd leave the door open for her all summer. Um, though she did have to get used to me being away so much. She was not really used to that from my life in Topanga. And I would also do barn work and ride horses whenever I had time. Or I would go down to the creek, soak my feet and feel the elemental beings of the water 
So it was a quite exciting summer full of new adventures. My cabin was on a nearby property close to the school. And on these properties, the owners have made the commitment to the elemental beings on the land that cell phone and computer activity is not permitted. So therefore, I was always offline unless I drove to town and did my translation work or other like music-related work in a cafe. And I felt this did help me be much more grounded and present in my everyday activities. But after a while, it did become quite stressful to always have to be going somewhere to keep up on work and everything. And um, not just to work and stay connected, but also to do laundry or get propane for heating the cabin or the outside outside shower. So especially when the school started in September and I was in school four days a week and three days a week I would be working at the cafe doing computer work and sometimes I would work after school as well. I started to get super stressed and I really wasn't feeling that great. Um, and I was also worrying about mold inside the cabin when the weather changed and I didn't have the windows open. So I decided that I did need to move to a different property and also one where screen use was allowed. But it turned out that um, finding a place uh, in this area, finding a house, a home is quite difficult uh, so it took a while, but in December, one of my schoolmates said that she was looking for a roommate. And she has a large one-bedroom guest house, and I moved in with her right after Christmas. I started moving on Christmas Day, and it took me a few days to pack and move everything, as the, show, the snow prevented me from driving my car up to the cabin. So I had to pack my things and boxes onto a sled, and pull it through the snow and the forest to my car. And I did this all by myself because I didn't want to bother anyone on Christmas day or right after Christmas. Um, so I packed the car full maybe four times and I made the short drive to my new home while the snow kept coming down. And once I had moved in and cleaned the cabin and got settled in here. I cannot tell you how relieved I I feel and I felt. I didn't realize how much it affected me to live in such a tiny dark space that the cabin was. And now that I'm in a big and bright space with a large kitchen and indoors, indoors bathroom <laughs> and a washer and a dryer here, I just feel so much more relaxed and at ease. Um, the, the situation would be different if I were truly living off the land, off-grid and with others working alongside me, like our ancestors did. Then we'd be washing our clothes in the creek and taking care of animals and the crops, chopping wood for fire. I assume we wouldn't be leaving much unless we were merchants. And then, I guess a merchant would have someone taking care of his house anyway. So, returning to nature is wonderful, but if the living situation adds more stress to your everyday life and you still have to have one leg, so to speak, in modern society and do your business there, it's, it's just not healthy in the long run, at least it wasn't for me. Um, 
but my dream is that we can live in nature and still take advantage of some of our modern amenities. That being said, the Eurythmy training also turned out to really kick my butt. I'm quite slow when I just start learning new movements. And I did know this about myself from the six months dance and vocal school that I attended when I was 22. It took about three months for my muscle memory to kick in. So I, I was prepared for this. But my main teacher here seemed to think that I just didn't have enough fire in me. Which is quite funny actually, because this is one of the main comments I get when I perform as a singer actually, is how much fire I have. But she seemed to think that and it just felt like she was constantly on me about my lack of fire drive, I guess she means, and about my bad posture, as it is considered very important in Eurythmy to have the natural posture that children have when they have just started to walk. And they move from the heart, and that is the key in Eurythmy. And I apparently don't move like that. I move more from my hips, probably due to my many years on stage singing pop music and things like that. <laughs> So I did have a really hard time the first three months. Um, but as our Christmas performance came closer, I started to feel like I knew what I was doing and I could remember the forms and the movements more easily. So that was a huge relief. We also have other classes than Eurythmy. We have Anthroposophy, Performing Arts, Painting, Music, and we have Work Crew day Days. And the school is considered a spiritual training, so we are not just working with soul movements, but also constantly bringing up inner blockages to go through and release them um, to become more free human beings. So this is also why it's hard, this training. And the teaching style here is old-fashioned and strict with certain requirements. It feels a bit like I time-traveled 120 years back in time to get to experience this lifestyle. But at the same time, I can still drive to town, to town and experience our modern culture. So it's, it's a quite fascinating experience, actually, to have these two different worlds meeting and, and getting to experience that. You know, most people don't, unless they go live with the Amish. <laughs> um... And Eurythmy, there are strong moments for me in Eurythmy. They give me a sense of a higher consciousness living within me. And it's like it's breathing through me, expanding me. I've experienced this in shamanic journeys or in song meditation. And I have also occasionally felt it just spontaneously throughout my life. As well as in my different spiritual trainings that I've been through. So it's it's almost like an expansion where you suddenly feel larger than your physical body and you feel taller than the highest mountain and connected to the whole world. It's like you were just really tall and big and you can almost feel like you are the whole world. So that's quite powerful. And within this community, there is a strong belief that Christmas, or the solstice, or Yule, is a powerful magical time where one can awaken the 
awaken the inner light and become a more free human being, meaning free of the different forces and tendencies in us that hold us back. As a Scandinavian, I celebrate Yule on Christmas Eve, dancing around the tree, holding hands and singing songs after a big meal before unwrapping the unwrapping of gifts. And this year certainly didn't disappoint as I spent the evening with other Scandinavians in the community here, eating traditional food, poultry stuffed with apples and prunes, pickled red cabbage and roasted root vegetables and potatoes, singing and dancing around the tree and witnessing the children's excitement. And after the children went to bed, we continued playing games and singing songs together. So it was really, really magical. And more to the magic of the solstice or Yule or Christmas. One week before our Christmas performance, which was on the 18th, we were doing Eurythmy all day with lots of practices and no computer work for me that week. And I actually started to feel as though I was a child again. It was a state of consciousness full of wonder and openness. And in that week, the snow came and it was just so magical. My car got stuck, so I walked in the snow between the cabin and the school, probably a 20-minute walk. And I was just in a state of wonder and bliss like the magic of nature and everything was just more evident to me. So Eurythmy seems already to me to be a very powerful spiritual training. And I am so excited to keep going with it. I also hope to be able to keep on up on making music. New, Nor- new uh, Nordic manifestation chants for my app. And new podcast episodes, of course. And I'm also looking into doing Nordic music magic in this area, which is my, my song blessings practice based in Nordic shamanism, or the practice called Galder, or as I simply call it, song magic. Um, I just need to set up a workspace here so I can see clients. And I'm also looking into taking on some regular music gigs here in this area. My teacher in the training has requested that, and she can do that because this is a spiritual training, so sometimes there will be certain requests. Um, She has requested that I stop working so much on the computer, which which I do when I do my translation work. Um, But she feels that the computer work is holding me back in you with me. And I'm not sure personally if this is the case or not. It could also be the stress levels that I was experiencing and um, just me being a slow learner with movement. But I do know that Steiner did believe that electricity had a bad effect on the etheric body and also the soul connection. Um, And since I don't enjoy it that much, um, I actually did find a job here in a nature store that I will be starting at next week. And I also want to expand on whatever else whatever else I can do, you know, with my app or Nordic Music Magic or this podcast. So, you guys, last year was just really, really busy for me. 
I released a few songs in the beginning of the year, two collaborations on protest songs, one called This is Earth Protected, with the Danish rapper and freedom activist Question Mark, which we also filmed a music video for, and then I did the Alicia Keys cover song A Beautiful Noise with my friend Amanda, which is also a protest song, and um, Amanda's Uh, artist name is My Dear Wendy. So if you look for that on Spotify, that's how you will find it. And then I wrote and recorded and had my chants produced, developed, and I released the app, Nordic Manifestation Chants, all while working, doing translation work the entire year and doing volunteering for Free21 and for 5G Free California and doing Nordic music magic sessions at Foy Life, which is a healing center in Agora Hills. And then in June, I split from my husband and I moved. I released another single and music video called Wildling. I started school. I kept working and trying to do everything else that was needed and that I felt called to. Then I released an EP called Demos from a Lost Decade, which was... Um, produced by myself, only first first release of mine that was completely uh, produced by myself. And that was released in the beginning of December. And now I'm finally getting to work on the podcast and updating my social media and all that jazz. So I, I just, I cannot stress enough how stressful <laughs> last year was, but I, I did it and... Um, It was productive and I've learned a lot and I'm thankful for the year and I'm excited for this next year. And I also wanted to mention um, when I created the music video for Wildling and actually also when I created the Nordic Manifestation Chance app, I found the video editor and I found the music producer as well as the logo designer and the artist who created the runes in the app on fiverr.com and i don't know if you know fiverr but on fiverr you can hire freelancers from all over the world to do whatever task you need and i'm also on there actually for people to hire me for vocal for recording uh, projects so it's a really great platform and if you need to hire anyone for a project of yours please use my affiliate link below in the description that will just send me a couple of bucks if someone hires a freelancer using my link. So I also added this information to my um, to the featured contact uh, featured content section of my app Nordic Manifestation Chance, and I'll also add other relevant elements to that section. So please, if you have the app, go check that out every now and then. And remember, the app is free. So. This was pretty much everything I felt like I could update you on at this moment. And I want to just thank you again for being a listener here and for your interest in nature-based spirituality. You can follow on Instagram or YouTube for shorter video updates. I started doing those. And it's Nordic Magic Link or Emma Cairo Music. Till next time. And I promise to update much sooner this time. Stay well, stay close to nature, and stay connected to spirit.
Thank you for listening to the Nordic Magic Link podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, consider rating, reviewing, or sharing the podcast or an episode with a friend. You can also join the Nordic Magic Link podcast Facebook group. And I would love if you would download my free app Nordic Manifestation Chants, available for Android and iPhones. I have created the chants inspired by my Nordic roots, the runes, the traditional music of Scandinavia, and recorded in the frequency of 432 Hz. Use the app for visualization or meditation practices. And let me know what you think of the app and this podcast. To find my music, visit emmacairo.com. Thank you. Till next time, fellow seekers of truth and ancient wisdom, many blessings on your path. <laughs>